Around Comics, Episode 31. Chicago, this is Around Comics, a roundtable discussing topics in and around the world of comics. I'm your host, Christopher Neesman, and I am joined, as always, by my partner in crime and the producer of the show, Brian Salazar. Yo, yo, what's up, homies? I don't know. Are you okay? No, I'm sort of... drunk. Tired, very tired. It's been a long... It's going to be the... I'm just looking forward to the 12 or 14 hours of editing I have in front of me this weekend. Gold. <laughs> our other uh, our other panelist today is a uh, good friend, Mr. Tom Caters. I don't know what day you're going to be listening to this on. So. I, it's, I think, February... 2008. 2008. I think it, yeah, this is if, a, if listeners are coming back uh, to listen to us, we've lost our continuity no. completely. Yeah, I, I, I have no idea what day or time it is. If you're coming Sal back to join us from the, the from the Michael Avon Omin <laughs> uh, interview that came out on Monday, this is the second part of our the Cross Bronx interview, and we'll be talking with Ivan Brendan in uh, in just a moment. So uh, it was Would, a and, and we barely talked about Cross Bronx with with him. It was a lot of other stuff that. Was it, just Fascinating. This guy is is so dialed into not just American comics, but just comics as a medium around the world. So he knows very, more than very you. Interesting. So stuff. listen to him. Yeah. So yeah, we're telling him about the interview before the interview. Yeah. Um, let the be, interviews. Be, before before we get started here, uh, I do want to mention that this episode of Around Comics is sponsored by our good friends at YouBuyNow.com. Best Sal, friends. <laughs> Sal, can you tell the folks about YouBuyNow.com? Do it. YouBuyNow.com, your spot on the web for toys, action figures, collectibles, and prop replicas. Check out their excellent selection of DC Direct, Marvel Legends, Master Replicas, Star Wars figures, and more. That's YOUBuyNow.com. And now the good folks at YouBuyNow.com are offering a 10% discount to all Around Comics listeners. Just use the coupon code AROUNDCOMICS, all one word, when placing your order and receive an additional 10% off. YouBuyNow.com, check them out today. Around Comics is recorded every Friday from 7 to 9 at Dark Tower Comics and Collectibles, located at 4835 Northwestern Avenue in Chicago. If you're in the area, please drop by and introduce yourself. We would love to meet you. Uh, also remember that you can get a 20% discount on all your purchases during show recordings. Just mention Around Comics when you check out and receive 20% off. It's that easy. Uh, if you enjoy Around Comics and you download through iTunes... no. I hate around comics. <laughs> but I, hate... I love this interview. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Please drop by the iTunes Music Store and leave us a review. It just takes a couple minutes or and means more than we can even possibly say. So, And you can always email us at info at around comics and tell us what you think of the show also. Well, without further ado, let's uh, move on to the uh, Ivan Brendan interview. I, I do want to mention that this is a shorter version of Around Comics without our regular Wired Wire comic news or top of the stack recommendations. So if you want the full Around Comics experience, there'll be a Monday episode coming out that will have our regular setups. So. And, and this is part two mm-hmm. of, of uh, the interview. The first part is with Michael Ivan Oming. If you haven't listened to that, it's it's the previous episode, so go back and, and check that out because it's it's all full, chock full of good stuff also. Yes, yes Michael was Humor, uh, fantastic. Humor, tears, 
Uh, drama. I, there was drama. Accusations. I think I peed myself at one point. Shoving. <laughs> it was good stuff. Lies. All right. Okay. So without further ado, Mr. Ivan Brunton. Hello. Yeah, hi, this is Ivan Brandon. Hey, 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 hey. I, Ivan, hold, hold on just one second. And, uh, Ivan, are you still there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> well, every, everyone, uh, Ivan, Ivan Brandon is joining us, so, how you doing, Ivan? <laughs> My apologies. Holy hell opened up in my home this morning. And, uh, no no problem. No problem. Uh, Michael has been saying very mean things about you for the last hour. So. <laughs> the, the, the sad thing is my intention was to go on and say mean things about him. <laughs> and, uh, like, if you forget this interview tomorrow, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> now, I, now I'm the bad guy. No. But, uh, yeah, it's expensive. You know, you're, you're a hipster living in New York, man. You know, oh, no, so. no. I, I wish it was anything, anything to do with, with something good that, that, uh, that delayed me from calling. But yeah, I did a pretty good job at, at temping out uh, NYC Mac and, and the other project stuff. So. <laughs> he actually a- even answered a question as you, and yeah. I thought the Im- <laughs> I thought the impersonation was flawless, yeah. but uh, <laughs> but that's just me. Did, did it well, no, hello, I'm, I'm Ivan Brandon. <laughs> that was kind of how it went. Something like that. <laughs> did he actually sound like me? Did it, did it work out all right? Yeah, I, I thought whenever I picked up the other wine, I thought it was Mike just playing a joke and, and calling me with another <laughs> phone. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm totally glad to talk about uh, uh, you know we we also have uh, a book um, another book upcoming that uh, that Mike's also in called Twenty Four Seven. That I like. No, yeah. never heard of it. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the other one I was we were talking about. I was telling about uh, yeah. how impressive the the name list is on there. It's there's a, a billion guys nobody's heard of on there that are just amazing. You know, that just blow you out of the water and stuff. Yeah, I tried to I tried to make the exact. I mean, you know, you gotta you gotta sort of you got to sort of get the retailers on board. So I, I try to make it a perfect balance of like, you know, really, really big, great names, you know, crossed with, uh, crossed with people nobody's heard of. Yeah. That are, that are also amazing and that could use the attention. So hopefully the, uh, the one half brings the other half to, to notoriety. Yeah. Well, Ivan, you've been a busy guy of late. Uh, I mean, you have this cross Bronx coming out, you have the 24 seven coming out. I know you're finishing up, uh, beta love. Um, yeah, which yeah, is just a- it, which is a you know great series. I, I mean, you're you're really all over the place. Um, what what uh, what else is coming up from from you? Um, well, we have uh, we have. Um, I just also finished up for IDW uh, a two part Masters of Horror thing, um, and uh, Andy McDonald, my uh, my NYC Met collaborator uh, on art, oh, also doing a, uh, <laughs> is also doing a, uh, a doomed story in uh, IDW's Doomed Horror magazine. Uh, so we did a we did a great fifteen page doom story that uh, that I think is in issue three. I want to say of the magazine. Um, we did that, and then uh, oddly enough, a lot of a lot of what's been keeping me busy is not even comic stuff so much as. Uh, um, animation stuff, which I can't really talk about in, in too much uh, detail, but we've actually been in the middle of uh, of developing some stuff for for a sort of for a couple different networks for whatever reason, which is not something that we do very often, but somehow a bunch of it sort of fell on our lap. So, all right, between you and Michael, that's like four things you guys have hinted to that you can't talk about. So you got to come back on and talk about these things when you finally can. You know, we. Oh, I, I absolutely would love to. Yeah, I, I, uh, I you know. The stuff, I, I definitely wasn't expecting it, and it, it just sort of happened, and it, it's definitely before, um, 
it's definitely before the point where I can talk about it, but it, the stuff is just really so cool. Like, I'm really uh, uh, happy well, with uh, well, we're doing the a, stuff has turned out. We're doing a podcast next week that we can't talk about to you guys. So. <laughs> it's somebody really, yeah, it's like what, really big, so big time. It's not like we're we're like desperate either, you know. Like, <laughs> we got secrets and stuff going on. <laughs> well, I, Ivan, we actually ran a news story um, involving you and uh, and a project that you're working on that I was I was interested in. Um, you're doing a. Uh, an edit and translation on a book that uh, Eduardo Rizzo uh, had published in Italy. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I um, I did a book called uh, Borderline, and mm-hmm. Borderline is Borderline is one of Eduardo Rizzo's uh, earlier, you know, European works before obviously he came to the U.S. But it's actually unique and cool in that it's it's actually if you look at all of his work from that era, it's the it's the book where he really sort of figured out. His, his current style. You can see there's a ton of experimentation and you know all of it's brilliant and he starts off brilliant and ends off brilliant but you can really see the transition uh, you know from his younger stuff to, to what became you know the style that you see now in 100 Bullets and it's, it's a great fun like post-apocalyptic um, story. It's written by Carlos Trio who uh, who was mostly uh, for most of uh, Rizzo's earlier stuff was his his main writing collaborator, collaborator, and, and is, is a really fantastic writer. Um, and you know, it, it was it was a it was a trip to write. Basically, I had to I'd go from the Spanish text, translate it into literal English, and then take that and you know and basically write from it. Um, you know, good dialogue <laughs> 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 to, to keep up with the you know with the level in which Rulo had, had done originally, and uh, that was a blast. It's a great great story, um, and uh, I think Dynamite is putting that out. Yeah, Dynamite is putting it out, and, it, you know, it, it, it was just a real treat to do. I mean, it's basically, when I talked to Eduardo about it, Eduardo said that um, that he felt he felt so happy that I was doing it because it was one of the, one of the few times in translated works that he could feel completely confident that that the work would, would keep the voice that they wanted for it. So uh, I felt very, very honored to do that, that work. And, uh, you know, I think it, it came out very, very, very well. And, and that's um, available in September, correct? Uh, yeah, I believe it's, I don't know the exact date, but yeah, it's, it's available in September. It is, I believe, around 150 pages. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the exact page count, but it's really, really cool stuff. And it's actually just, it's one part of, I believe it's going to be four volumes in the end, um, because it's like 600 pages was the original thing. It's an interesting, too, too because we're, it was originally sort of a, um, sorry, I'm outside and there's a lot of noise going on. Uh, the, uh, it was originally a uh, serialized in twelve-page installment, so it's it's sort of fun because it's you know it's like a constant serial vibe where you know every few pages people sort of re- you know re-explain what's going on and taking that it was was you know taking that and making it into making it into one big thing which was sort of a challenge but definitely something that I had a, a lot of fun with. Well, I'll be the first to admit that I'm uh, very my knowledge of of European or or just comics from other parts of the world other than here is very limited. Um, do you find? I mean, and I think right now today's comics are very complex and and very well written compared to maybe stuff you know 20 years ago or whatever. Right. What in in translating something like that? Do you find you know what are comics in Europe or or other parts of the world like? Um, in that way, is the dialogue something that really has to be done? Because I like with manga, I know I have a problem with translated manga because it it loses something in the translation. Is is that something you're really, yeah. really I concerned think with? Manga, with? Unfortunately, I think a lot of the companies just 
just get them translated somewhat literally, and they don't necessarily hire a writer then afterwards to make it to make it sort of sing. And I mean, it's, it's a huge, you know. Well, I mean, depending on the original text, and you don't know what the quality of that is, but you know, depending on you have a brilliant a brilliant volume that ends up being sort of you know blah. Right. Can I, can I say some real uh, real quick on that, and then I'm going to take off because it's been a while. Yeah. Um, I, I've, uh, my son likes to read a lot of the manga books, and we're reading one of them right now that's called One Piece. Which is a really cool cartoon on too, and it's totally a kids book. And for no reason at all, they're dropping like uh, like minor curse words in there, mm-hmm. and it's really strange. That it's like they don't just translate that out because, with the exception of like these three or four little curse words that are sort of peppered for no apparent reason, it's a kids book. Yeah, you know, and 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 that, I think that shows the level of not thinking on the part of a lot of translations. They're not only thinking that like, how do we make this you know an interesting read? They're also not even paying attention to. Right. It's almost it may like also the, be, it may also be that they're trying to maintain I mean, that they they're not anywhere near as conservative as we are over there in terms of yeah, but these, these are the American translations like this. Oh, sure, but what I'm saying is it may be that they're trying yeah, to maintain. Some of this on your own time, guys. Level of they're trying to maintain you know an honest translation, yeah. you know, of, of what what the thing you know was originally expressed as. Yeah, absolutely. Um, probably sure. Sorry, that's just the actual question that was asked. Though the uh, the I, I I find it's interesting. Like on the European stuff, that like a lot of the stuff that's that's sort of hot um, now. The, the stuff that I was translating was was doing that stuff. You know, what I'm saying this. I, I don't remember exactly the year that uh, that Borderline came out, but it was interesting that like a lot of the stuff that that's going on in that book is stuff that that. Uh, that's considered, you know, sort of subversive, subversive now in like modern comics, and like American writers are trying to sort of bring that stuff into American comics. And this book is, you know, fifteen years old. Right. So right. it's interesting that like the the writers there at that point, it's it's so much more of sort of an, an, an open realm for them to to do pretty much whatever they want. And I don't mean necessarily, you know, just just for the sake of of being a loudmouth and just being different. So much as just experimenting and, and trying to grow their own craft within the realm of you know different types of story, and and it's really really cool to see again this book in particular because it's just it's just a giant experiment. It's really it's really just uh, just two guys having as much fun as they possibly can, which is you know in, in American comics a lot more of the justification of is this going to sell here? Is this going to you know is this going to go over with the superhero fans? Right. There's so many so many more considerations. That aren't artistic expression. It's more, you know, there's so many more, uh, I guess, marketing considerations than there are just yeah, I, producing I mean, something. There, there's a lot of, and don't get me wrong. There's, there's a lot of brilliant, brilliant superhero work that's happened ever, but a lot, of, a lot of, the, a lot of what guides the American marketplace is not necessarily um, creative interest so much as 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 a fan interest or you know just basically thinking of, of the comic as as an action figure almost, yeah. And uh, and the, the stuff the stuff that they were doing here was so not within that vein, and so so much just just raw and and experimental that it was just a real treat to to, to work with. It actually inspired me a bunch on on some newer stuff that I've been playing with uh, some creator on projects that I've been playing with developing. And it's way too early to talk about those, but <laughs> but no, but it, it was definitely very inspirational to me in trying to do. You know, I think right now that the, the the doors with with image are open to um, are open to sort of a, a, a more a more diverse uh, uh, range of stories than than has been before. You have you know things successful 
um, that are not within the realm of of what you would think. You know, like Walking Dead, which is a huge, a huge mm-hmm. success, and there's a zombie book, and you know, Fear Agent, which is an old EC uh, sci-fi book, and things of that nature. You have you have things happening now that I think open the door to doing weirder and, and more different and just more surprising things uh, for the reader. So it's sort of it's sort of. Uh, I mean, I was always sort of going down that path, but it's inspired me, I think, to to. to uh, to have even more fun uh, on my next project than, than I maybe had before. Well, um, I mean, I, I look forward to it. Um, let's, uh, Mike, you, are you still there, Mike? Or did he leave? Did, I think he left. Oh, did he? Okay. Oh, Mike left? <laughs> I wasn't <laughs> I sure. Say I, goodbye. Yeah, he didn't bastard. say, what the hell is <laughs> now that? I get, now I get to call him a bastard. <laughs> <laughs> say whatever you want. America hates you. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, Ivan, are you uh, are you going to plan on coming out to uh, Wizard World Chicago this year? Yes, I am. I will be out there. Uh, I don't. I don't off the top of my head know, the, know our booth number, but yeah, we have a booth set up where we mm-hmm. will hopefully have uh, uh, mountains of twenty four seven and uh, and and NYC MacBooks and uh, and maybe a bunch of advanced crossbar stuff if we can if we can get the. Uh, but, I mean, the book is the book. I don't know if Mike has mentioned, but the book is we're already on on book four. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the last chapter of the story, and uh, and the book doesn't come out until September. So by the time the book is out, uh, the book will be completely, completely finished in terms of colors and letters and everything. Okay. Yeah, he, so he, you had talked about that. Probably, but by, by Chicago, we should probably have at least one book printed up. Yeah, I mean, photocopies, but at least one book printed up to see, and uh, mm-hmm. and uh, probably two. Well, what was, uh, what was the process like for you working on the... I mean... Uh, with as a co-creator, a co-writer of this story with with Michael, um, considering you know, sort of the 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 germ of this story came from uh, from his ideas of of that area, and then how did you guys get involved together, or how did he bring you in, or or what was the uh, the process there of, of getting together and working on this together? It's weird because we started this. I mean, I, Michael said we started this probably almost six years ago, mm-hmm. um, and. So I mean, the, the guys that the guys that we were back then in terms of like creators, we were both. I mean, Mike's been doing comics forever, but I think you know within the voice of like the modern Michael Mike Oming Powers voice, rather than when he was younger doing inking and stuff for Marvel. Um, you know, we were both sort of uh, completely different as creators back then. So it's really cool to like. He basically originally, you know, had, had never really written anything uh, at that point, and called me in to help him out. To, to flesh out this this, uh, this crime idea he had. And I, I think literally, like, the next day, I started scripting um, the, the three issues that it would... It would uh, back then, it was three issues. We turned it into four issues. Um, but uh, I literally, I think the next day, I started doing it. It's very interesting to go back to that stuff because a lot of that stuff is just... is just, you know, you know, like, really... It's cool to go back and see, you know, like, like the... I guess the... Uh, the younger, crazier selves. You know, and not that that stuff wasn't quality stuff, because, they, you know, I would say probably 80% of, of what was there originally has, has remained in the text, but it's just very cool to see the different thought processes, I guess, that, that we were going through back then versus the way we think now. So it, it, you really sort of get the best work, the best of both worlds in terms of, you know, Mike and I, uh, the younger, crazier versions versus the, uh, the, the older, wiser versions all working together. It's almost like four, uh, 
four of he us. He said he did most of the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's, you know, for, first of all, I would say that uh, it would be very scary as a creator to look at something that you did four years ago and feel like you haven't changed as a creator. Right, so, yeah, exactly. So that's Absolutely. Good yeah, but but this is kind of a, uh, an interesting, you know, he said, sh- she said interview because, you know, now we can ask all the same questions well, that we asked Mike. <laughs> I mean, my, my you know. Yeah, and she was my answer is. I, yeah, I um, I I, it's a very cool process for us. I think I think you know I think uh, the the one thing where you probably won't get a, a remotely different answers. Uh, Mike and I are such good friends that that we go uh, basically sort of balls to the wall in terms of how we approach the story. And, and basically, I'll send him something, or he'll send me something, and we either love it or we hate it. And if we hate it, we're completely completely straightforward about it. There's no. There's no placating or ego or, or, or uh, glad handling or you know back padding or any of that stuff. It's just it's just basically us ruthlessly going forward to, to try to create you know the best story that we can see. So it's 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 very cool to be working in an environment where there's no politics of anything. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just basically I you know we both are either completely in love with something or, or we're not, and, and we move on. Well, he um, said he said he's really had to carry you through this whole process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's also true. No, yeah, it, it, it's no, it's it's uh, it's 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 very cool. Like we we really bring, we're, we're very you know, despite being very good friends, we're, we're very different people. So it's it's like we're almost we're almost like the equivalent of two guys like staking out a street, and he's watching the one side, and I'm watching the other side, and, and that way we've got we've got twice as much perspective on it. So we're what the things that I'm looking for, and the things that I'm looking. The things that I'm bringing in are completely different than from the things that he's bringing in. So it, it's it's a really really cool thing because he'll come up with something that I'll be like, "Wow, that's insane! I would never have thought of that, but it's brilliant," you know. And uh, and, and vice versa, I'll, I'll come up with something that he's just like, "Well, you know, I, I really would never have thought about that." And, I, and it's really cool to have two such completely uh, different personalities working on uh, you know on one story because yeah, I don't know. I, th- I think you get just so much more depth of 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 possibility there. With uh, with your work on on uh, NYC Mac and and twenty four seven, I mean, it's all you know. You obviously have a, a, a interest or a fascination with robotics and robots and and robots as people. And and uh, you know, I, I thought <laughs> New York City Mac was such an interesting concept because you you didn't go after it like you weren't telling the story about robots. You were just telling the story using them. Sort of, you well, know. I, a lot of our a lot of our goal with that is just to to tell. We didn't want to tell a story that was just all about you know ray guns and 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 the more you know sort of unattainable fantastic elements so much as you know a story that I think the reader could connect with. So the the, the sci-fi stuff is is definitely there, and, and it, usually upon second and third readings you can see more of it, but it, it's much more subtle. And mm-hmm. the idea, more so. It, just in terms of you know the grand the grand scope of the story ends up being a lot more sci-fi oriented and it ends up being a more you know traditional sci-fi picture there. But in terms of the 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 one-off you know stories, the, the more intimate stuff ends up being just a lot more about characters and a lot more you know geared towards a reader really really bonding um, with the protagonist, even though a lot of times they're really evil. Uh, but really bonding in a, in, a, in a sort of intimate way with with those characters and really becoming invested in, in what they, you know, what happens to them, what they do, what decisions they make, and so on. Um, and, you know, our big goal in creating that is just 
we didn't want to do just sort of a generic, you know, oh, robots, you know, like right, we really right. wanted to go in and do something cool and different with it. So hopefully we succeeded. Well, yeah, I, I absolutely. It, the, with the whole robots thing, it brings up the question of who's your favorite transformer? <laughs> oh, my favorite transformer. Um, <laughs> I, I, it all comes sort of down to in the '80s, which one was the, the coolest toy? I guess, and I, I guess I guess that would have to be Megatron, only because uh, <laughs> they don't. I guess now now with the, the modern things, with people worrying about kids getting shot by cops or whatever, they, uh, they don't gun. make the tra- they don't make the Megatron toy anymore. But they don't make it that way. Like now he's a, a Nerf gun. If, or they, if they made one today, they'd have to make the boombox one like an iPod, which yeah. wouldn't be nearly <laughs> as cool. Yeah, yeah exactly. I think uh, yeah, that would actually kind of be kind of cool, but. Uh, yeah, that's what just, uh, it's funny because, like, beyond the, the character and, and the story of the cartoon, it was really, that's one of those things you could legitimately say was really just about, like, transforming the cool toys into into cool stuff. And those were just really probably the most brilliant toys that uh, that I've, I've ever seen in my lifetime, certainly. <laughs> there, there, there's, still, there's still several buried, several feet underneath the sand in my old backyard where I grew up, so that I don't think I ever found again. But, yeah, we we war groove in those toys going going from robotics they, they'll invent a metal detector for, for I mean a, a Transformers metal detector you can go back and find them. <laughs> find your star screen all, oh yeah all my Star Wars <laughs> characters too moving from robotics to uh, the world of, of mystics and voodoo and and, uh, and and crime that's in Cross Bronx what was it about that uh, sort of you know area or, or I don't want to say genre because it, I don't think it is really I mean it's sort of a, a cross Bronx cross, cross genre it's cross genre but what was it specifically or, or uh, in general that, that attracted you to this story to, to the story in general you mean mm-hmm. yeah I mean just to, to, to working on something uh, st- crime street, yeah, street, street level street level crime with mysticism I think I, I mean a, a lot of it is is just really simple stuff of just being able to tell a story that is um, not completely realistic because obviously it's comics and, and you get iconic <laughs> with some of the stuff but but to be to have something that's that's completely plausible to whatever you're and where everything in it is not just some sort of some far fetched fictional idea and I, I think the 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 concepts and, and the actions in it can can sort of perform on the level of you know, a sort of an absurd, um, an absurd fictional sense, but but the the elements that make everything are are very realistic and are very very plausible. And it's very cool to me, I think, to work with something that you know, just the genesis is, is down the street for me. And, and you know, there are people in the Bronx that would be able to recount tales, or at least of elements of the story that that are similar to their to their own reality. I, I think that 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 to me is. Uh, you know, I, I, it's so much more intriguing. This is uh, this is something you know, a line that I, I'm going to paraphrase really badly and steal from Frank Miller way back when when he started Sin City. That it, it it's sort of it's sort of more intriguing to rather than the crazy you know uh, imaginary flying goblin guy. It's, it's so much more intriguing to, to you know that the guy next to you might be a, an axe murderer. You know, in the movie theater. Sure. And. Uh, that to me, that to me is not. I mean, there, there are different stories and they serve different purposes. And don't get me wrong, I love the, uh, I love the flying goblins and so on. But uh, the, uh, to, to have, you know, the depth of, of of what's possible within within the realm of just you know people that you meet on the street. Every one of them could be, you know, completely normal one day and could be crazy the next. And it, I, I don't know. I think I think there's so much, so much, um, so much of a wealth of. of of possibility in terms of what could be mined, just just 
you know, in New York, for example, which is why I've done a lot of my work based there, there's just so much going on, and there's so much possibility. You go to New York, every every three blocks is a completely different world, you know? Well, I, I tell you what, if you've ever read the, the Broadway bus in Chicago, the thought of the guy sitting next to you being a, an, an axe murderer, that's not intriguing to me at all, because it could be true. <laughs> Go to Uptown. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we'll meet some murderers there. Well, you had, you obviously, and I, I we talked to Mike a little bit about this, you know, both of, of your previous works, the city is always something that's involved. I mean, you, in, in, in NYC Mech, the city is a character, and, and it's obviously something you... You guys take pride in. Is it something that comes out naturally? And I had asked him the same question. Is it something that comes out naturally in your work, or is it something you work to do? Uh, as far as sort of really, cr- you know, creating a, a tangible city that these characters are, are in. I think it's sort of a, a little of both. Um, I think we, we we do go out of our way to, you know, we we definitely try harder than. Than, than we would otherwise, but it's also a, a natural inclination to to want to, to represent, you know, a unique... I mean, a lot of, you know, I've, I've, I've told this story a million times in, in talking about NYC Mac, a lot of, you know, what inspired the the reality of the environment was, you know, reading Spider-Man comics and, and, and it being completely obvious to me that, that neither the writer nor the artist had ever been to New York. You know, and a lot of that was, you know looking around me and seeing that, that the New York that I lived in was so much cooler and more interesting than, than, than uh, this postcard version right. that I was seeing in the comics. So going in and seeing, you know, just like anything, you know, in writing, you're trying to, you're trying to connect the reader with something that you, you know, whatever, whatever moment of, of an emotion or, or an inclination or an observation that you might have, if you can connect the reader um, to that, I think, you know, that, that's, that's kind of the goal in a lot of cases, and, you know, for us, the city is you know, a huge, huge part of that. If you can get someone to feel a tiny bit of what it feels like to live in a place like New York City, I mean, that's just, it's a, it's a monster task, and I don't know how successful we've been, but it's definitely something that, that we thrive for. No, I, I felt that in, in NYC Mech, and, and, and we've talked about it on the show and between ourselves before, that um, I know that I feel that a very good writer will approach the city or the location that their characters are in and approach that as a character of its own. You know, for me, always, yeah, you know, Batman is never better when Gotham is at its at its seediest core. And and that's in, in every comic that I enjoy. When that city is a character, I, I enjoy it that much more. It's kind of what I loved about Dave Laughlin did a run, run on, on, uh, on Detective Comics recently. And just in terms of the... the the concept behind it, it was just all about, you know, like, the, the main character of the book was, was really Gotham City, and was really how, how, that, how, how much, uh, Batman is able to control, you know, that city, and, uh, and, and that to me, just, just as a concept, regardless of the comic itself and the series, just the concept to me just seems so much more intriguing than a lot of what you see, which is just, you know, a lot of people just going for the best Batman action post. Um, you know, dealing with dealing with dealing with a city that that is is you know, and in any crime setting, the city, it, depending. I mean, it's not always a, a city setting, but any in any in any urban crime setting, the city is almost sort of going to control um, the majority of what happens, and you know, the characters will will struggle to to to, to interact in whatever way and to control whatever whatever pieces of it they can. But I mean, the, the beauty of 
the beauty of, um, you know, like if you watch The Shield, there are those riot segments. The, the beauty of, you know, law enforcement is, you know, you're sort of, not, I mean, the beauty of it as, as a story element, I mean, is that you're sort of struggling against, you know, tiny, tiny facets of things, and, and the, the whole thing could, could, you know, just consume you like like hell <laughs> if it wanted to. Uh, it's really, you know, it, it's it's really just this this, this precarious uh, struggle. Well, it creates a tension in the work that you feel as a reader, and it and it it traps you into that. And that's when you know we all, we always as readers look for immersion in the medium, and not to sound too highbrow, but you know it's it's that understanding of of that setting that that can create that. Aroundcomics.com, your source for discussion, news, and reviews about your favorite comics and creators. New podcasts available every Monday. Go to www.aroundcomics.com. Hey, I want to uh, I want to turn the tables on you from what uh, we did earlier with uh, with Mike. Uh, we had a couple forum questions, and uh, Mike was kind enough to uh, answer an Ivan question in uh, uh, okay. with his best uh, impersonation. So I'm going to ask you uh, one question from uh, it's uh, our good buddy Pat Loika, and uh, I'll ask uh, an Ivan question and a Mike question. So um, okay. right. here here's the first uh, question. This is actually for you, Ivan, because uh, okay. uh, I see Ivan uh, at a lot of cons and I always see him sketching. Any chance of us seeing any sequential work from him anytime soon? And uh, how about a, an artistic collaboration with Mr. Oming? <laughs> I would, uh, you know, I, I would love it if, if I ever had the confidence in my pencils to do that. But, you know, unfortunately for me, the, the art is more so a hobby only because, you know, I, I, I drew for a long, long time growing up. And, I, you know, there was actually a large percentage of my life as a kid where I considered myself more an artist than a writer and then you know at some point you just start thinking of story in a grander scheme and you realize that other guys can draw better than you and, and that the stories are better served by those other guys drawing <laughs> so you know unfortunately for the sake if I ever get good enough that I think that I'm the best guy to do it then uh, then yeah I'll gladly do it but in the meantime I have you know Mike Gummy and Andy McDonald who can easily do a much better job than I can well, well, maybe if there's a uh, 24/7 Volume Two, which uh, I, I would love to see, maybe we could get a, an Ivan Brandon penciled page or two. Yeah, maybe I can sneak. In, maybe I can sneak in a, a page, you know, underneath the, uh, all the all the good guys. Great. And uh, here's a question for Mike. So, are you ready to do your impersonation? Yeah, I'm going to have to figure this out, but go ahead. <laughs> and for Mike, is there a chance we can see you draw or even write an NYC Mech story? What the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> My of Mike. <laughs> that was surprisingly good. Yeah, if you know Mike at all long, uh, Mike is, Mike's memory is not a strong suit. And, uh, and Mike, uh, Mike, I love him to death, but it's just really funny like, to watch. To watch like Mike uh, get reintroduced to people constantly. Like people, people will... Uh, People, if you ever go up to, to Mike at a convention and you've met him ten times and he still doesn't recognize you, don't take it personally because that's just that's just exactly the way Mike is. So I just, I just, uh, I think I think if NYC Mike wasn't wasn't my book, he'd uh, he may have read the whole series and, and not remembered it. <laughs> well, we actually met you last year at Wizard World Chicago in a, in an interesting place. It was the the bathroom of the hotel with. Uh, with Rick Remender and uh, and Tony oh, right. Moore, okay. yeah, I remember that. <laughs> that, that, was, that was us. That was us idiots in there, and uh, <laughs> and and uh, yeah, that was something something. I don't know what it was, but um, but it, it was sound really weird, guys. <laughs> <laughs> we met in the bathroom. I, I, I can tell you exactly. I can tell you exactly what that was. Is Rick and I were 
were uh, just outside the restroom, and I, I think one of us had gone in and seen that it was like a like this very loungy area, and then we said, you know, we we decided could we go into the bathroom and sit in those chairs, and how long would it take before it actually became an event, like a little party, a little party <laughs> in and of itself, and it was just really fun enough to actually do it and actually see people come in and hang out there for a little while, <laughs> and like even to the point where I think the girls. You know, tried to sneak into the bathroom before <laughs> the full hotel security came and, and yelled at them. Yeah, yeah, but, we got uh, we got thrown out of there. It was very it was very Andy Warhol. It was very you know the basement. Yeah, I, well, we were very we were very amused by that. Like we we, we really wanted to see, uh, you know, like what could we turn the bathroom into like a VIP party area? Sure enough, <laughs> sure. You enough. know what? What's funny about that, Ivan, is that we still have the interview that we did in the bathroom, and that's the oh, very yeah? that's the very first time that we had heard about uh, about Fear Agent, which I think that Rick had just kind of announced that he and Tony Moore were working on that. Yeah, I don't even think it, it, it may have been announced like once at that point, like yeah, subtly somewhere. But yeah, I'm pretty sure that that was like the main that was the that was the first time that it was formally asked. Well. I don't know if in a bathroom it could be considered formal. <laughs> well, I, I mean, yeah. I mean the, the convention. I mean, obviously <laughs> not us. Bathroom. Hey, these these guys with this hand voice recorder in the bathroom. Let's tell them about Fear Agent. You know, <laughs> yeah, screw, exactly. screw Newsarama. A world premiere exclusive bathroom announcement. <laughs> any uh, any chance of seeing you work with with either Rick or Tony on anything? Um, I'm actually uh, about halfway through a a an eight page uh, story Fear Agent story. Oh, nice. uh, that I'm writing with, uh, uh, well, not new new to us, but not necessarily new uh, to South America artist, Rafael Albuquerque, who uh, has also uh, just recently, I don't know, I, I'm not sure if it came out because I've been in the store forever, but uh, a, a book for Image called Rumble and La Rambla. Oh, okay, sure, yeah, I'm, I'm familiar with that. What, what's going yeah. on with all of the artistic talent coming out of, um, uh, you say he's from South America? Yeah, South America. Oh, well, man. I, Gabriel Baugh and Fabio Moon. I mean, there's some amazing talent coming out of Brazil right now. I've said it to, 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 to all the editors that I've, that I've ever worked with and other publishers. I've said if, if they were smart, if they sent one guy down to South America for, you know, for a month, they'd come out with so much talent. And the guys there, like, you don't find American prima donnas who do, you know, a page a week or whatever. You find guys who, you know, workhorses who, who, who turn out like brilliant, brilliant work. Um, Warren Ellis just announced recently that he's working with uh, with Daniel Zizel on uh, on Desolation Jones yeah, as a replacement for, for John Williams, and uh, we worked with him also on 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 um, what you call it on twenty four seven on a story that he did called Limbo Inc. And Daniel was so I'm mean, beyond being just a visionary like Alberto Breccia, Breccia level uh, artist. The guy. The guy, I think, took two weeks. Like, a guy said, yeah, sure, and took two weeks and sent me ten pages out of nowhere. Jeez. Like, he was so, so... You know, these are guys that... It, it's not a question of... It's not a question of, like, whether or not they can... Um, whether or not they can be the work in based on, you know, their own... It would never occur to them not to do the work. You know what I'm saying? Like, these did, guys that did you call? Did you call Oming up and ask him what the hell was taking so long with Cross Bronx? It's been seven years since you guys started that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, in his defense, it's not like we, we really just we really just in terms of the art. It, it was just started very recently, and he's been really. I mean, it's 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 sort of actually daunting how fast he's been moving on it. Oh but yeah, he, he's, he he's will, a quick artist. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's really fast. I mean, it's not. He's got a lot of ideas and a lot of things going, and a lot of the the smaller um, 
like I guess, I mean, not to not to diminish them, but like vanity projects that he was doing, you know, a lot of that stuff has to be done right away because it's 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 a, you know it's a it's a question of like enthusiasm and passion and, and, and how how excited he is about about the project, and he really sort of has to run with those balls. Whereas um, something like this, it's, it's it's sort of a classic crime story, and it, it wasn't ever you know a hurry to do it, and I think it sort of worked. It sort of served our interest more so, like I said, in terms of you know uh, the modern uh, the modern us versus the the younger us working on it. It sort of served our best interest to to really you know almost be our own editors in the end. Like we've almost got the benefit of a time machine on on this story and, and being able to to have something that's, that's sort of bombastic and, and energetic, but also has you know two older, smarter versions of the same of the same guys going back and looking at it and fine tuning it. Well, I, Ivan, I see your name pop up on a lot of stuff, whether it's it's reviews online or message boards or different projects that you're working on, and and you're obviously very passionate about the medium, uh, and and I would imagine very dialed in to what's going on, you know, below the mainstream. Who are some guys out there? We, we we talked about some of the talent coming out of of South America. Uh, who are some names that you would say, you know, just in general that we should be on the lookout for? Guys that you should be on the lookout for. Um, Jim Rugg had a. Uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys are familiar with Jim Rugg. Jim Rugg had a uh, a sort of uh, partner in crime that he used to travel with for. I mean, and, and still does actually at conventions and so on. And and you know the guy that we actually not that you know Jim, Jim is, is, is enormously talented. It's like insanely talented. And, and uh, but we always assumed that that it was actually his buddy that would uh, would blow up first. And and uh, his name is Jason Lex, and he's uh, he's really one of the most one of the most unique and, and brilliant comic voices, like hands down, in, a, in American indie comics. And he's done a book called um, the uh, the Gypsy Lounge, which was a uh, his take on a superhero story, which is you know I, 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 it's almost impossible to explain. It's just, it's just black and white, uh, just groundbreaking design work and, and just brilliant and funny and, and I highly recommend that. I think uh, I believe his website is uh, awfulbooks A-W-E fulbooks.com okay. and I think you can go there and you can find you can find examples of the work and I think you can buy the book from him and, and so on and he just recently did a series also with uh, Antarctic Press called uh, The Science Fair which was one of the one of the, the coolest things that I've ever seen. Um, you know obviously there's also Becky Clooney coming up, uh, uh, Vasily Lolo, who is, uh, is uh, a, a guy that travels around with, with Becky a lot, um, is uh, working now with Teenagers from Mars writer uh, Rick Spears on a book called uh, The Pirates of Coney Island, which is also you know, probably the, the book at, at Image upcoming that I'm most excited about. Um, you know, like you said, Fabio Moon and Gabriel Ba are two... two um, I mean, out of out of South American guys, there's also a guy that I that I love that's doing a lot of Marvel work, and I kind of want to steal him away and, and have him do something. Um, something he's, he's done a ton of creator work in, in Europe, also, but uh, have him do something here or at Image or what have you is uh, Juan Bobillo, who draws uh, She-Hulk, and that's a guy who's a very young um, Argentine guy from from uh, Buenos Aires and. I mean, when I talk to Rizzo or I talk to any of those guys, that's that's their favorite young up-and-comer. Um, what else? Uh, I'm trying to think in terms of, you know, Toby Cypress. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. No. He just drew the tourist for, uh, he just drew the 
guitarist for um, Brian Wood, and he's... Uh, oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I own that. <laughs> yeah, I, I know, I know who you're talking about. There's so many you names out there. I mean, you get you get washed over by them sometimes. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's great. I mean, you know, just like anything else, there's a lot of there's a lot of crap out there. There's a lot of great stuff, and and you know, I guess it's you know, you go out and you buy a book, and it's 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 tough to make a commitment to something new without having any sort of reassurance of, of how good it's going to be. And uh, there are definitely there are definitely some brilliant, brilliant guys out there. But I guess it's it's very hard to get to them. And, you well, know, I, I, I hear Alan Moore is good. <laughs> Oh, Moore's okay. I'm mean, yeah. a comer. Yeah. That, that actually leads leads me Scrappy. into something that uh, not 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 Alan Scrappy. Moore, but Scrappy. Scrappy. Um, what, one of the things that we feel as as comic fans is that a great opportunity to get exposed to new artists and new ideas is anthology works, and we don't feel like we see enough of them out there. And it's some what? of the guys that you're naming off, and and the talent list for 24/7 is huge. I, if you want to get exposed to a lot of new talent, I, I think this is a great opportunity to. Why don't you think that we see more things like Negative Burn and Twenty Four Seven out there? I think, I think, unfortunately, for whatever reason, and you know, I don't know at what point these things get stuck, but I think, I think the market hasn't been extremely um, uh, embracing of these things, and I think, you know, I think, you know, uh, we got asked a lot in terms of. Uh, Flight and, and our relationship to that, and I think flight. The, the main influence between flight and twenty four seven was just seeing that there was a possibility to do that kind of work and and not, you know, lose your ass. <laughs> sure. And uh, a, a lot of guys, you know, it, it's hard enough. It's hard enough making a living. I think without without going out and doing an anthology with uh, up till now, it's been sort of nine out of ten. Nine out of ten times, you were going to lose your ass. Like it, you, you just weren't going to. You have so many works out there, you know, that you go to any any indie-friendly uh, comic store and you're going to find just amazingly brilliant anthologies that nobody's ever heard of. Yeah, and, and they're, um, u- they're usually not cheap, and it's... Right, right, sure. You know, so it, yeah, it'll and, scare and, you off. And, and I, I, I will announce also that uh, 24-7, uh, we, we threw an, addition, an additional 25 pages uh, from what was solicited. Uh, right. To make it, I guess, uh, well, not to make it more of a value, just because we wanted more stuff that we wanted to throw in there, but uh, but it does make it more of a value, I think. And uh, it also, you know, we ended up with 60 creators in the end. So even wow. what, what's been announced on the web doesn't even encompass um, what's actually in the book. What was it, that? It's really, what was that process like of trying to put something like that together? I, I mean, I can't imagine <laughs> trying to get all those creators together for a it word. Was 60, 60 creators on one deadline is definitely. <laughs> I don't recommend it to anyone. Are, are you okay? <laughs> are you masochistic? Are, are, <laughs> yeah, I, 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 you know, it, it's, it's, it's been a few weeks, so I'm, uh, I'm, I'm off the value now. And uh, no, it, it was, it, you know, it, it's one of those things. It was definitely, you know, just in terms of work and in terms of hours and so on. It was definitely a, a huge, huge task, and it was a lot of work, but. I mean, when you see the book, you'll see that it, it was just, it was so worth it. And it, it's not even, it's not even rhetoric so much to say. It's like, it really is one of, <clears throat> pound for pound, one of the best looking books I've ever seen. Well, you know, um, it, it, we've talked to a lot of different people, and, you know, I, I read a ton of interviews, and, I, and everything that I've heard you talk about that book, I, I really did get that feeling that you, you were just putting together because you really wanted to showcase all these great talents, and it wasn't about, 
It wasn't about selling the book. I mean, obviously that's part of it, but there was something beyond it, that. It's not so much. It's not so much that it's part of it, so much as yeah. Again, we'd rather not lose our ass. Like it's not mm-hmm. like the, the 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 financial the financial goal really only comes into it in that. I mean, the art that you're doing. A lot of these guys, they were doing it just to do it. And, and, and I presented them with a with a cool concept, and they ran with the ball. You know, without thinking of commerce and without thinking any of that, and the sales come into kind of come into it. And that sure, we'd like to, at the very least, break even. And from what I understand from Image, we, we've definitely we've definitely done that. And, and then some, you know, the, the numbers, uh, according to I don't know the actual numbers, but from from Image, uh, I've been told that they, the numbers are very good. Um, and uh, we're launching in the same week in San Diego, which which hopefully should mean a, a big week for us there. Um, so I mean, we don't necessarily do it to that do it for that but it's great when I mean beyond beyond the money aspect it's great when if something is, success, is successful it means that more people have read it and that's 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 certainly the goal it's for more people to actually you know open the book and hold it in their hands and so on so um, that's 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 rewarding more so in that way than it is in a financial way well we're, we're, <laughs> well, we'll br- bring three extra copies to uh, Chicago unless you you sell out in San Diego which that would be okay yeah, no, we will. Uh, we will definitely. We will definitely. Uh, one way or the other, we'll have copies in in uh, in Chicago. Whether or not I, ha- I need a, uh, if I can have Diamond FedEx a, if I have if I have to have Diamond FedEx a huge stack out to uh, to to Chicago after San Diego, it means that we we sold through a, a lot a lot of stock because we're, we're bringing a ridiculous amount of copies. I, so, I, ho- I hope you have to call Diamond then. Yeah, no, yeah, exactly. I, I hope so too. My the point is, my goal is, is for for. Everyone there to, to have a copy. In there. Well, not a hundred thousand. We're not bringing that many copies. <laughs> but, uh, my goal is, to, is, is for is for you know just everyone possible to have the book. So, wow, outstanding. Well, uh, you know, going back to Cross Bronx a little bit. I mean, that that's coming out in September. And did you find it any different? Um, you know, or, or are you finding it any any different with this book? With with, uh, and not to diminish anything any of your work certainly but you know mike mike oming obviously is a he's got a name in comics to to more of the mainstream you know did you find it any different you know promoting the book or or you know uh with the publishing of it or anything that process of working with mike it makes it makes it a little easier um because you know whereas i've worked with I, you know, someone said the other day that, that, that they noticed that I that I always work with great guys, and, and I've been very lucky in that regard. But certainly working with someone who's already got, you know, Mike's got, a, got an extremely devoted fan base. I mean, for a guy, you know, if you look at Mike's career, Mike is, you know, barring like Jeff Smith or whomever, Mike is, is one of the single most successful guys, successful guys in creator own comics, period. Because he's a guy who, until recently, was almost exclusively doing creator-owned work and almost exclusively doing work that he wasn't getting a page rate from and, and has become extremely successful and extremely popular just based on, you know, just the equivalent of a guy just sitting in a room, you know, doing self-publishing. Um, so Mike, Mike, Mike has built just an extremely diehard group of fans, and, and yeah, that, that makes things much easier because you have people that are already, you know, just hear the hear the words Mike Oming and are and are already perking their ears up. So that's a lot of fun. Rather than you know the uphill battle of I think you know again like I said before, there's a lot of work out there, and I think a lot of fans are 
you know, they have to have filters on to just figure out what it is that they want and what they trust and, and so on so that they don't end up with a, books, with a stack of books that they hate at the end of the month. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, Mike, Mike certainly makes it much, much easier to, to have people just, you know, ready to at least listen. You know what I'm saying? Like, without, without saying, oh, I'm not sure I've never heard these guys. Um, oh, the art looks okay. Maybe I'll pick it up when it comes out, but I'm not going to pre-order it or whatever. Well, Whereas, I, I you know, think Mike's got guys yeah. that are going to buy it no matter what, and other guys that are that are willing to buy it if they're intrigued enough because they know who he is and they trust him. And, sure. You know, I, I, a lot I, of the stuff, too, with a lot of stuff, too, now in terms of deadline and all that stuff, a lot of guys are running late, and Mike is definitely not one, too. Yeah, Powers has, has not been monthly all the time, but you have two extremely busy guys working that, and it's a different <laughs> factor. But Mike is, is just ridiculously fast with his art and ridiculously intuitive with design and, 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 and all that stuff that he... That he I mean, once he gets cranking on things, like I said, we're going to be done with all four issues before this thing comes out. So I think that's also, you know, once we show that stuff, that makes it that makes it a lot easier for me to promote the book. Yeah, sure. it could be the first time that the trade comes out before the single issues. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> before, yeah, the trade will actually be out last week. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> but no, no, it, yeah, it, it 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 it's 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 weird for me because it's not it's not constantly just trying to trying to turn someone on to something new you know this is this is uh you know mike mike is uh is the comics equivalent of a, of a movie star to whatever degree and uh, you know and it, it 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 definitely makes life much that much easier well um ivan we are so excited that you actually were able to make it on to the show and it actually yeah and it, again i apologize everybody oh gosh, no no no, the, no the, i tell you what you <laughs> we're, we're, what we're probably going to do is split this up and make this a part two and it really made it for a i think a much more interesting interview to get to get mike's view on this stuff and talk about his projects and then get your view and i really wanted to spend some time talking about 24 7 so it kind of ended up being a really nice happy accident but before we let you go um is there anything else that uh, that you'd like to uh, talk about any project or any any shout out to anyone that you want to um get in no, I think I, I think we're all good. I think we're, I think we've uh, we've covered those bases, and uh, I would love to, you know, like you said, in, in Chicago or wherever we can we can touch base again, and uh, and hopefully have uh, newer stuff that that I can talk about then. All right, well, we'll hold you to that. I I, I will I will be there. I whether or not I will be uh, there's a lot of drinking going on in Chicago, so whether or not I will be, uh, <laughs> the best condition to talk is another matter entirely. But I will do my best. All right. Well, thanks so much for being on, and good luck with uh, with the Cross Bronx and and twenty four seven. And uh, we look forward to both of them. So, uh, uh, you had some hey, I, I, Ivan, I'm going to cut in here. We're going to wrap up the show. Can you hold on for just a second? Once once I cut the cut the episode for, for sure. Okay. Uh, now I'm completely lost. Anyway, well, yeah, the, good good luck on the books and 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 thanks again. It, it was it was a pleasure to have both you guys on and and we. My we, pleasure anytime and uh, and you know and hopefully we'll be able to do it at the normal time next time. Uh, you know, on the Friday night and so on well, and uh, and yeah, maybe later, maybe later, maybe later along once the book is out, we can we can all talk again too. That'd we be great. would love love to hear a um, a follow up on Cross Bronx and twenty four seven and all of Mike's projects. So anytime you want to just come on the show and talk comics too is great with us. We'd love to we'd love we'd love to have you on just to uh, you know talk about whatever. Uh, did, did Mike did Mike tease he's got a really cool new series coming out from Marvel that he can't that he can't talk about yet? Yeah, yes. he did. Yeah. Can yeah. you can you yeah. tell us? Come on, man. No, just just in between it, you it, and me. It is really like I'm. I'm you know, I, I don't know if I've made it clear that I'm, I'm not like a huge superhero guy or Marvel or DC guy, and uh, and I, I'm actually legitimately excited about this. So it's definitely, nice. 
it's definitely going to be a, you know a very cool project. So. Wait, it do, wait not, does not it to, have to does it, no information to to, to <laughs> but I, I am excited. You guys will be too. Does it have something to do with robots? That's no, not <laughs> I'm aware. Of. Although actually, there may be uh, there may be some robot. Now that I think about it, there may oh, be, uh, oh, he's throwing trans- out clues. We'll get it out of Transformers meets. Spider-Man. <laughs> well, Ivan, thank you very much, and uh, and we will talk to you soon. Uh, we'll actually talk to you in Chicago. Great. Have a, have a good weekend, guys. Right. You too. And that was our second part of the two-part The Cross Bronx interview with uh, Mr. Ivan Brendan and Michael Avon Oming. We hope that you guys enjoyed it. They uh, were both just completely pleasant people to deal with on I a very feel, early Saturday morning. I feel like I know so much now about those two guys that <laughs> they're like my closest friends. And when I run into them next, I'm going to pat them on the face. But fannies. remember, <laughs> Michael Ivanoming probably won't remember yeah, who you are, yeah. according to you. <laughs> so to don't take it personally, Sal. So well, once everyone, thank you for the the great forum post uh, leading up to that interview. We really appreciate it, and uh, I think it, it added a lot to the interview. Thank you, uh, Pat and Brian and Vince and and all those guys. Um, Thanks, couple, guys. Couple small notes here. Uh, I'd like want, to say thank you to me. Yeah, for yeah. editing. A- as as we record this, uh, Sal is looking forward to about ten hours of editing. So, uh, <laughs> and, and on that note, you know, I do want to throw this out there. No. If you have not gone to aroundcomics.com, we got some more compliments from some people that are not affiliated with the podcast that complimented the website, and it is one of the finest, not only podcast websites, wow. but one of the finest. Yeah. Comics, news, and opinion sites that you can find, and that is all about Mr. Salazar. I'm not patting myself on the back there. So if you have not gone to AroundComics.com, do yourself a favor. Sal does an amazing job with that site. So blah 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 blah. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Check it out. It's cool. It's it, fun. Sal does a, a great job. Fun, uh, we are funny. we are uh, now proud members of the Comics Podcast Network. The CPN. I'm a bit ashamed. It is a collection of the best <laughs> comic book podcast on the net. You can learn more about the network and find more great podcasts at comicspodcast.com. Uh, Listen on, to all of them. <laughs> on uh, or grow outside. On Monday's <laughs> episode, we'll be announcing a new contest, I believe. So oh. listen in for that. And we have one more episode coming out this week, I believe. So uh, with another guest, um, our, our good friend from Word Balloon, John Suntress, is com- uh, was kind enough to stop in, and and we recorded an episode with him. And yeah, the the weird the weird time flip that is yeah. podcast broadcasting. I think we're doing an interview with Jesus. <laughs> After from good. the past, <laughs> we, we we yeah we sat down with uh, with John last <laughs> night and uh, so uh, on Friday we're, variant we're, cover. Yeah. we're we're looking at maybe Friday on that so uh, I don't think that we had any one topic but if you want to hear yeah. us uh, just sit around and talk about comics and the industry and eat and Thai food eat, eat Thai, Thai food. It, it was probably the closest uh, dinner for five yeah. episode I mean, that we've done did we talk about Michael Turner's uh, variant cover for the Bible <laughs> no we did. Not. <laughs> So, you know, it's it's one of the things I, I, I love about John dropping by to chit-chat with us because he does probably the best interview podcast. Not not probably. He does the best interview podcast in in comics. And he rarely, if ever, on his show gets to sit around and talk about comics. So it's really nice to have him on as a and, guest. And he's extremely knowledgeable. And, oh, he's and got a trap for a brain. Yeah, and, he's, and, and just a good guy. If you haven't listened to Word Balloon, go check it out. He, he does some of the... 
the best interviews, and he has everybody on there, and and he does a great job. And uh, anybody who's anybody, and I know he's got a. Uh, uh, he oh, showed a us. Call? He showed yeah. us a really cool uh, word thing balloon that, the magazine. Word balloon the magazine. He's he's got coming out. I think he's debuting it at San Diego this year. Yeah, if you're going out to San Diego, um, track down John. I, I believe that there's going to be uh, a table or two that will be uh, showing it off. Olympia in, Publishing, yeah. I think, is the name of the company. If, and, if you and, if you like John's interviews as much as we do. It is just chock full with transcripts of those interviews, and there's a bunch of original art from yeah. different creators. Very cool. It was on. very nice, very nice uh, magazine you put together for that. So, so congratulations to John, and, and more, more uh, good luck and great interviews Mazel coming up tough. from him. <laughs> great guy. <laughs> so, is he? All right, guys. I know that we are a little bit punchy. It feels like we've been recording for about 15 straight hours. So, uh-huh. uh, I hope everyone out there enjoyed uh, enjoyed the interviews. Uh, another, another thanks to our sponsor, youbynow.com. Yeah. Uh, uh, please check them out. A great way to get there is to click through on the banners at aroundcomics.com. The best way to get there. It is the Fast. best way to get there. Um, thank you to Ivan Brandon. Enough. Thank you to Michael Avon Oming. Thank you to uh, Tom and Sal. Thanks and to God for giving us the ability to do this podcast. <laughs> you're on a you're on a God <laughs> rant. God and Jesus. God and, and Jesus and Muhammad and whoever. Buddha. Buddha. Yeah. Buddha. The last day and nice. a half ha- have made me a spiritual spiritual man. man. After, Thank you know. for giving us the power to do this. <laughs> Thank you. Awakening. So everyone, have a fantastic rest of your week. We'll be back again someday. Tell me Friday with another episode. Monday we'll be back with a full length episode. We're of never going to stop. We're with, just uh, going to keep yeah. pounding out. It's like the Jerry Lewis episode marathon. after episode after episode until our children. The children. Us. The children need us to keep. That is the children. This is true. And in the meantime, we'll be everywhere in and around, around comics forever. God, I'm so Yay. glad that's done. <laughs> If you would like to suggest a topic, send us your comments, or are interested in becoming a panel member, email us at info at aroundcomics.com, or visit the Contact Us section of our website. For that, and the latest in comics news and opinions, go to www.aroundcomics.com. Music for this show provided by the Podshow Podsafe Music Network, music.podshow.com. Thank you for listening today, and remember to join us next week. With a panel will change, but our mission stays the same. Bringing you the best in discussion, news, and reviews in and around comics. <laughs>